You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast. It's you up. The podcast, I am, um, it's Tuesday. I really am, well, it's where you are. It's Monday here, let me be honest with you, I can't lie. Um, it's been a slow start to the day. Uh, I have just, that river excursion beat me up, just emotionally, physically, I look back on it and I'm glad I went. Like remembering it, it was fun. There were some great moments. I think I'm gonna share a lot of those laughs like again. And um, and my brother-in-law took like a picture of me where I look really hot and I'm not even posting it because I look, it's too much of a thirst trap. But if I wanted to, I could post a fucking good thirst trap. And that makes me feel good. So I got something out of it. I mean, bod on point, face not great, but I'm just, you know, I tried to sleep differently on my pillow last night to like, make my face go further up my face and like push it up. But I just think it's all downhill from here. And that's okay. It's fine. Still killing it. Like I was like, oh my God, I've never once really, I mean, there's been times where I like my body in pictures. I'm not going to lie and say it's never, but it's rare. And yesterday I was like, oh damn. Okay. I got it. I still got it. Um, but uh, I'm not really feeling it. It's not like uh, normal people did get me a little juiced up the other night. <laughs> um, juiced up is something that Kristen Shaw said on my show, Not Safe, one time when we were talking about getting wet. And getting wet does sound so aggressive, being like getting wet. Like it's just too much. And I have a lot of issues with the word wet. It's just, I used to have a bit about it, but it's just sprinkled throughout our culture too. I like, people say wet for too many things. They don't say, well, they say hard for things too. So I guess dicks are also, but like, you don't say I'm hard. Yeah, you do say you're hard. Okay, wait a second. So maybe, and hard has two meanings. Like wet really only has one outside of sex, which is just like being, having water on you. But hard can mean difficult. Hard can mean hard. Okay, never mind. Guys have it just as rough as we do. But wet is just like, I don't know. When, when things are wet, I just instantly think of porn. So she came up with juiced up and I really love that. Um, so I get a little bit juiced up for normal people, but like, I don't know. Uh, so that's all I'm going to say about that. But today has just been, um, I woke up, uh, had to hop on a couple radio shows to announce my, um, I'm doing a show tomorrow night and Wednesday night at Helium Comedy Club in St. Louis. If you're in the area, tickets still available for Tuesday. Wednesday's sold out. Um, I just remembered that I was here in February in St. Louis and I sold out like a huge, huge for me theater, two shows in February. And now I'm like, will you come on down to the Galleria Mall? It used to be the cool mall back in the 90s. Now it has like, a Build-A-Bear and a Restoration Hardware and a Famous Bar. Oh, Famous Bar isn't even, Famous Bar used to be like a department store in St. Louis, but it's just like you go down, I'm working at a club in the mall. I'm grateful to be. I'm so excited to get staff working again and making money and getting tips. Man, I'm gonna, if you go to my show tomorrow, you're gonna get pressured into tipping pretty heavily. And I know you're already spending money going out, but I'm gonna make you feel bad if you don't tip a lot, so. I got to remember to do that. I always forget. I got to like come, I've, I've been doing comedy for what, 63 years now. And I have not come up with a bit about why you need to be a good tipper, but that's, that's maybe will give me some incentive to go back out on the road. Cause I'm like, oh, I can like, 
<laughs> Noah just laughed at 63 years. I knew that was going to get you. I'm not, I don't even see Noah when I'm recording these. Uh, but there's sometimes when I just know a, a joke I make is going to make her a giggle. Um, so yeah, I got to come up with a bit about tipping, but honestly, you should be tipping everything, single th service you're getting tip, 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 tip. And I know you're like, I'm not getting any tips. Well, maybe if someone listened to my podcast who you worked for would give you some, but I work on a salary and there's not a chance for me to make tips. Well, why did you choose that life? Um, tip, you got a tip, especially in, uh, you know, I, I, that's why I don't like people paying for things. I'm going to be honest with you. When I go out to dinner, or have someone be like, I'm going to get lunch. Mm, no, because I'm actually going to tip at this place. Yeah, we bust our own tables, but someone's going to have to wipe down that table eventually. And I want that person to have a tip. Um, but when you go on a date, you have to like let the guy leave a shitty tip. So that is truly, I think, a deal breaker of dating is like not tipping well, which I'm going to talk about a lot uh, dating with my guest. Uh, today on the show, I am having a, an old friend a young old friend. She's much younger than me, I think. I just remember her being a baby when we became friends, but it was like a decade ago. So maybe she's like a fully grown woman now. But she wrote a book called 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s. Her name is Gabby Conti, G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I. Conti sounds like an um, elegant way to say cunty. She's Conti. And I'm, I'm sure Gabby's heard that a lot. That's why I made the joke before she got here. Oh shit, I think she might be here. No, she's not. Okay, she didn't hear that, but she will hear it on the recording. I'm sorry, Gabby. I'm sure you were teased about that your whole life. Um, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s is the name of the book. And I, it's so cute. Let me just like say how cute it is. It's my friend's book. A lot of people send me books and I don't have them on the show. And it's not because I don't like their book. It's just because I never pick it up. And I feel bad that like having them on the show and they've sent it, I don't want to read it. I don't have time. This book I have not read, but I've read, it's one of those books that you can just flip through and like there are different little articles and graphics and like infographs and it's so freaking cute. Uh, and she asked me if she could come on the show and I was like, yes, because I've actually picked up your book during this quarantine, even though I don't want to, because listen, I'm out of my twenties. I don't need to hear about the guys I dated in my twenties. And by the way, I didn't break or I didn't, um, I just read the word break. Yes. I'm going to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> no, will you just write what I should say? Um, I didn't uh, date that much in my 20s. I think I actually did. Like, I do know these guys she's talking about. Like, it's the guy, like, she goes through 20 guys, right? Let's see some of them. The guy you always go back to. Oh, well, wonder why I had that dog-eared. That's the only guy I dated in my 20s is the one I go. The guy who's your instant boyfriend. Oh, that's a classic. The guy who texts up at 2 a.m. We all know him. The guy who's much older. Oh yeah, that was a really funny section of this book. I don't know. She's just really interesting. She also, she's written for everything. She um, is just a great journalist. She did this thing where she dated 30 guys in 30 hours. No, 30 days. What was that for? Cosmopolitan. And it was three days. Three days. Yes. What? 30 yeah, guys in three days? 30 dates in three days. Yeah. Oh my God. You're insane. I read that piece and it was so good. And I'm sorry I didn't remember the three days part. I think that I just, I can't even imagine that, but we'll get into all of this in her new book. Uh, when we get back, because I have a lot of questions about dating, especially as someone who is like very, um, I, I mean, I don't know that I've been on 30 dates in my whole life like not even close to that actually. So it's like, it's something that I'm very scared of and I wanna get some advice from her and going forward, especially during this weird time.
Good cool. to see you. Good to see you. Um, Gabby Conti is here, the author of uh, 20 Guys You Date in Your 20s, which is a book that you should get if you're, you know, for a birth. This is a perfect birthday present for someone who is turning one of the 20s, right? Any any girlfriend you have that's turning some one of the 20s, it's going to seem specific. It's going to seem very thoughtful. And it's just so, it's a really fun book. And it's like, it's written by a really funny person. Like, this isn't just like this fake chick funny book thing like she's actually a comedian right and um and it's also good it's just it's a good girl gift like if you got a friend with a birthday coming up like legit get this and they'll keep it around and it's such a cute book too like putting this on your table is like actually would be like something like it would it would spruce up your place because it's like this light pink cover it's just so cute anyway um I just girled out a little bit but this is what I, I actually gave a quote for Gabby for her book, and I want to read it. Gabby, and I don't remember saying most of this stuff. I reread this, and I'm like, wow, this reminds me of what I said about Taylor Swift um, that got me into trouble, where I'm like, all her model friends, and she's so thin. It's like, Nikki, why do you value that so much in people? But here's what I said. Gabby is the type of girl that other girls look at from afar and think, God, she can have anything she wants. She's hot, thin, fun, and isn't afraid to wear a daring mini romper that 99% of us couldn't pull off. That's why I was delighted to find out thanks to her mother and living in LA for too long, that Gabby is actually extremely fucked up. It sounds like I found out through your mother. That was like poorly <laughs> written by me. It's like your mom called me. Uh, but anyway, she's what? insecure and often self-sabotaging and above all honest. Her stories of dating failures have made me laugh, give me hope, and most importantly, made me feel less alone with my own fears and struggles. She is an important voice to basic bitches everywhere. And I stand by that. Gabby, um, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Um, you're so cute. You're so, when did we first meet? Um, when I was working for Comedy Central, and I think it was The Burn with Jeff Ross. And that I was, was the first time I met you? I think so. I oh, feel like God, that I was like, years ago. Yeah, you were like a, you were a, um, a, a producer on that show? And you yeah, were like bring talent coordinator, so I would make sure that you had everything you needed and all that kind of stuff. That's the first there. time, but then At Midnight is where I got to know you, because you were oftentimes my girl for At Midnight, who would come in and be like, do you need anything? Are you good? Yeah. Do you yes. need a writer? Yeah. And you were also so funny and could have been like, you were like a writer. So you oftentimes I would like ask you if things were funny and like come to like, that was fun. Yeah. And that was um, so fun. But, and now you've just made yourself into this like uh, comedy dating guru, right? That's a great way to put it. Yeah. That's kind of what I feel like I've, I've fallen into. I, I've been doing less stand up, but like writing and like just being honest and being funny and being real about things that we're scared to talk about in dating and like also trying to help people and just, you know, like show people that if I can go on all these dates, you can go on all these dates. Like it's not that Do bad. Do you like dating? Well, I'm in a relationship now. You are? <laughs> and, uh, and it was after the 30 dates and three days that I did for Cosmo. And oh so my I gosh. Yeah, so he was wasn't after one of the you guys. got that out of the way. He was one of them? He wasn't, but I oh, think okay. because I did that, it helped me like get like led to him in a way. That's what I hear. It's like the the dating books I read say like you have to duty date is what one of them called it, where it's just like go out with a bunch of people you don't even really want to go out with just to practice. Is that mm -hmm. what you you feel like it made you why does that help to go out on a bunch of dates that, you know, going into some of these, you're like, ugh, do you ever feel that way? You're like, I hate this person already and I don't even know them. All they've yeah. done is ask me out. But you know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever went on a date with anyone that I hated off like map <laughs> talking to them. But like the first five seconds sitting down with them, I'd be like, okay. yeah. 
I often hate them before because I resent that I have to go do this thing. Like I, and they, there's no reason to hate them. I've just, I come up with a reason and I'm just very, I want to su- sabotage it before it even begins. Did you just, did you have to get through that? That some girl, I've never understood girls who date. Like I never, under, it's so uncomfortable to me. Um, what's, but that never, like, did you just start, were you just someone who dated a lot and then you were like, oh, I should turn this into something? Or were you like, oh, maybe this is something interesting that I could do and like write about? Well, no, I've always been a hopeless romantic, but I was a serial monogamous up until the chapter of the guy who's much older. So I was dating this guy for like almost a year and I found out he was lying to me about his age. And then Tinder came out. So like, I just kind of went from a serial monogamous to someone who was always dating, looking for my next partner, but like just couldn't, would go on a million first dates. Why, why did it go from it. monogamy to, wouldn't Tinder help you find a ne- the next boyfriend? No, it's the opposite because when Tinder first came out, people were like, you got a lot of pen pals, like people you would just talk to and never yes. meet up with, or you'd go on a lot of first dates or like you would have a date with a guy and then you never hear from him again. Like kind of shortly after I experienced my first ghosting before there was a word for ghosting and I called right. it Houdiniing because Whoa. it's like all smokes and mirror and then you don't see them again. It's like a yes. two day disappearing act. Um, so yeah, for me it was and like they swallow dating. your house key. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I also think it was on me because I was so damaged and hurt from a guy lying to me about his age that I'm sure that as I was dating guys, I was either selecting guys that weren't great or self-sabotaging the relationships because I had these trust issues from my past. Yes. Well, how did you work through those? What did this new guy unlock in you? The guy that I'm currently dating? The the person you're dating now, because you've done a lot of work. He's definitely different than the relationships you were probably in before this whole dating batch, right? Yes. Opposite. Well, and also because one of the dating hacks I learned, I met him on Bumble. I never thought I would ever seriously date a guy I met on a dating app just based on my personality. I know people do it. Um, And I met him on Bumble and he was not my type. I would always date creative guys. He is creative, but that's not what he does for a living. Uh, he was basically against my type, and but he was cute, and I could tell there was like a connection and talking, and it ended up translating on our first date. So I think dating outside of my type is what helped breaking my patterns. Well, which out, but not outside your type looks wise. Now no, that- he looks like John Mayer. Every guy I date looks like John Mayer. Yeah. Okay, so I <laughs> I know we all have that like one guy that we're trying to like. Me, it's like Dave Matthews and. Ethan Embry and and John Mayer, pretty much. Yeah, so that's why I'm on Raya, waiting for him to pop back up again. <laughs> Any day now, I Any, you. Um, yeah, but I find you're right. Like going outside your type in terms of like what, like I don't want to date comedians anymore. That's always been my thing. Yet I don't also don't want to be the entertaining one in a relationship. So I feel like kind of I don't know. I I vacillate all the time. But the thing about looks is it's like, you don't want to fuck them right away. Have you, have you had that, like that come later for you? Have you fought through that? What do you think? Because well, it was funny. Cause you were saying earlier, have you ever hated someone before you went on a date with them? And I wouldn't say I hated my boyfriend before I went on a date with him, but yeah. one of his pictures on Bumble was like a really sad selfie Uh, where he was like in his cubicle and it was like, he didn't look good. He was like pouting. And so I already had my judgments about him before our date. Um, But- Okay, yes. How do you not do that? 
Well, I think what you have to do is you have to like, you like, don't go for the guys that have the best pictures because they tend to be up, like be very vain or the guy who's better looking than you in the book. Yes. I read that one. I'm like, oh my God, that's, I go for the guy who's better than looking than me a, a lot. Yeah. So and then I get him and I'm like, you're better than looking than me. Why do you, and they, they and I'm like, did I, I tricked you and I don't like this anymore. And they're often like, guys with selfies I've been saying this for a while now bad sign if a guy has a selfie not the same for a girl I I don't know you know I don't date women so I can't actually say that but I just don't hold women to that kind of um standard of like you shouldn't have selfies women it's okay yeah I don't trust guys that post selfies I also don't trust guys that have like an overly active Instagram page and my boyfriend's like one of those guys who posts like every year once a year he has like four photos on his Instagram page such a good sign yes I love it. And one of the, one of them is the black box. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> right. And you're like, okay, that's his annual one. I love that. Um, I loved in your book, how you reached out to your exes. There was one in particular that really made me laugh. Cause at the, at the end of each chapter about these guys, you kind of reference the guy it's about and you have him write his own little section of this like newspaper spread. Right. And it's, um, she goes, guy I dated Ryan 35 dated for nine months. Now, which guy was this one? Um, the guy with an expiration date. Okay, so, yeah. Met on vacation when you're moving, Mr. Right Now. Yes, exactly. Yes. And he said, reading this has been a little tough. I don't want to email or talk about this anymore. I hope your book is a success. <laughs> just, I, those are my, like, some of my favorite parts of just reading what these guys said. Another one said, I'm generally uncomfortable with published details about myself. I think I'm largely okay with everything you have written. And candidly, I want to empower you to publish the most creative, honest thing you can. I don't want personal identifiable information about me out in the wild, but I am fine with you writing as you remember. (laughs) Like that guy had a statement written by his, you know, PR person. I mean, uh, what about your current boyfriend? He's so cool about it. And actually on our first date, the book was already written, but I had, um, I had like a PDF of it. So it wasn't published yet. So I showed it to him and his response was like super positive and supportive where I feel like a majority of guys would be like really intimidated by that. Yes. And he was kind of, and he had just gone through a breakup. I was just going through a breakup. So we kind of like, we connected on that level and it was just like, I mean, it just worked. Like he was so supportive. I even on his birthday, I took a picture of him holding my book and he, cause he like just was so proud of me. And also Ew. his birthday was close to my pub date. So I put that on my Instagram and all of my friends are like giving me crap for being like, Oh yeah, of course you're making his birthday about your book sales. And I'm like, but no, but I have to promote my book. Yeah. You have to do that. you got to get 20 guys you date in your twenties. Get it. Gabby Conti is um, who I'm talking with. Gabby. Um, you also, um, I wanted to ask you about, well, first of all, you say something about Taylor Swift's belly button within the first couple sentences of your book. And I've never even noticed her belly button. You, you go, I have a belly button. Yes, I'm like Taylor well, Swift. She doesn't have one? Well, no. There's all these photos. I mean, and this goes all the way back to her <laughs> 1989 when she was always wearing the crop top. You would never see her belly button. Oh, oh okay. I know what this is. Oh, you mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Like all of her fashion would never show her belly button. Right. And so there was like fan pages back in the, back then. This is like kind of an Are older reference, but back then. Sorry. Are you a Swifty? Yes. Huge Swifty. Okay. So you yeah. like, you're in on all like the conspiracies and the things yes. that people, yeah. okay. But, okay. I know what you're saying, but the belly button thing actually was 
my stylist, I have like two stylists that are very good and they're like, just never show your belly button. Like it just doesn't need to, no one needs to see that weird little knot. And I didn't know that. I thought belly buttons were cool. And I particularly have like a decent one. So I was like, I'll show mine off. It doesn't gross me out, but yeah, they're not good. So I wanted to ask you about that. Also, you were once, um, which is a fact I love about you, uh, a, you were, you were on, um, Abercrombie bags. Oh yes. Well, okay. No, here's what makes this really At least that's how I picture the story is that you're like, I only made it to the bag. No, it's sadder than that, Nikki. It's sadder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Back in, like you were a, a child model. So a child model, but it was really only that one gig. And I went to like a go-see and I was chosen out of like hundreds of girls because I talked about how I like was really athletic, which was a lie. I was a theater kid, like not at all. But when <laughs> you, that's amazing that you could say something and it would make you get a modeling gig. Yeah. Well, I just like listed activities that they offered at my summer camp and they were like sold on that. Oh my God. They're so stupid. So, cause they pictured on their campaign, we want people playing sports at their, like, yeah. So yeah, I just so. like, yeah, tennis, like, that's you know, so it's smart. like, that. So um, I got the call that I got the gig. We shot the spring. It was like spring 2002 in uh, Montauk in the October. It was freezing. Oh my and, God. Uh, that was targeted at me. <laughs> this campaign. That was yeah, like, oh my gosh. Montauk like, photos wearing spring line, like dancing. And then we got the photos, which was so exciting. So I like went around. I told all my friends. I was like, look, I'm an Abercrombie model. Like here are these photos. Here are these photos. Oh. And then they never were in the stores. They were never oh. on the bags. Like okay. nothing. Oh, so. nothing happened with them. Okay. Well, that is a different story. <laughs> but you still got that glory of going to the shoot, having the photos, did everyone like hate you? Were you because were you like the girl who everyone would think would be the Abercrombie model in high school? I was a very shy theater kid who didn't have a lot of friends. And That's then always when, who becomes the model, and then everyone yeah. hates that girl. <laughs> and then the Abercrombie thing happened, and everyone was kind of like, I think there was like a lot of jealousy that was like, or that yes. was all. Awesome someone knew about me. They're like, oh, that's Gabby, the Abercrombie model. And then of course they made fun of me for being like, yeah, but she never made it to the bag. She just- oh no. Oh no. Okay. That's quite a different story. Okay. Well, what I have an idea that I might steal from my friend, Andrew Collin, which is, um, he does like these speed dates on Instagram live and he just like does one after the other. And I'm like, oh my God, that's it. it watching it is seriously my favorite TV show. And he does it Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays. Uh, at like uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, you got you guys got to watch. It's so fun, and I and I I come in and like coach him in between him and me and this uh, and Hannah Burner and Paige Desorbo from Summer House, and it's so much fun. And so I was like, Andrew, I want to do this because I hate dating so much. The only way I'm going to do it is if there's an audience or it's for some kind of entertainment purpose. So and then I was thinking, well, what's the kind? Is am I really taking it seriously? Because I do. What if a guy? doesn't want to be on camera dating me. And then I was like, I probably don't want to date that person then. Like, does that, do you think that's a good idea? How, what what kind of um, approach would you have for speed dating? Like what kind of questions? Well, the cool thing is questions. Yes, are very important. I think with questions, you want to be as specific as possible. Like my least favorite date question is what do you do for fun? Like, I hate that question. So I think it needs to be more specific as to like, okay, like what was the last thing you watched on Netflix or what was the last thing you streamed or what, what music or like specific, like really specific what was the last thing you did that you hated doing. Exactly. What about that? That's a great question. Like, so you really get to know their personality. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. Do you have any other questions? Hold on. Last thing you watched on Netflix. What was the other one you said? 
like, oh, so like favorite podcast, last thing you watched on Netflix, last yeah. thing you cooked, the best trip you've ever went on, went on. Like, so kind of things that fall How under the fun. How many books have you read during quarantine? <laughs> yes. Can you make banana bread? How do you, nuts or chocolate chips? Like, you know, all those things. How do you, how much did you get into X stuff? Because that's what I'm always fascinated by is like, uh, like ex-girlfriends. I want to like hear about them. No, I don't want to see I, what they look like. I don't need to hear all that. I just want to know like drama. I think it's important to ask when their last relationship was or if they've had a serious relationship because a big red flag to me was going on dates with guys in their thirties who have never had a serious relationship since Oof. college or, or high yes. school. Yes. Yeah. Like what is going on? Like, why is yeah. that? Yeah. Well, what happened with the guy that was too old? How did you find out he was lying about his age? And did I found he, he even offer lying. a quote for the book? Yeah. Well, I was, and you know, it's so funny because that, that are, that story also was in the Cosmo print and I had to like reach out to him again to get him to admit to me and that he wrote I you wasn't back on a typewriter. Yeah. Sorry. He wrote you back on a typewriter because he's yep. so old. So about seven, five weeks later, I got it. Um, <laughs> Dearest Gabby. <laughs> um, no, it was so crazy because I was dating yeah. this guy for like almost a year. Um, I thought he was 35. I was 24 at the time, which was like a, the biggest age Already gap. Already a ever huge had. gap. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, always felt more mature than everyone in college. So I was like ready for an adult and I was like sick of dating college guys. Um, and so we dated for nine months and I, I always had like, they were little like hints, but I never kind of like looked into it. Like I always yeah, was like- Yeah, he would talk about where he was during the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> or his pictures from his twenties were printed out, like things like that, that I was just- Oh my like, God. <laughs> later it was like the sixth sense where I was like, he was lying the whole time. Oh my God. Okay. So how'd you find out? Driver's so license? one night we were watching uh, Netflix on his iPad because it was before Roku and it, had, it was passcode protected. He was in the bas- bathroom. I asked him what his passcode was. He said it was his birthday. And I like knew around where his birthday was. I just didn't know the specific date. So his wallet was on the nightstand. So I picked it up to look at his ID to confirm his birthday. How long? You've my- been together nine months? Nine months, yeah. Well, to him it was uh, 18 or, or three months. <laughs> Probably. It was in so Brian serious. years. Okay. So what, so, oh my God, you're in bed. He's in the bathroom. What do you say? What do you do? Well, and I'm he, holding How much him. older is he? What? How much older was he? He was 45. So 10 years older than he told me. And he already told you, which was 11 years older than you. Yes. Yes. So. one years older than you. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> what did you do? So I'm just like standing there shaking, holding his ID and he comes uh, out of the bathroom and he's like, and he could, knew something was wrong. He knew he was caught. And so very calmly, oh, I'm he's sure like, as soon as he said my birthday, yeah, <laughs> as he's brushing his teeth, he just stopped and looked at himself in the mirror. Like you've been caught. Oh my God. He removed his dentures. Was like, <laughs> he did. So he over. put down the dentures and, uh, <laughs> and I asked, and, and he was like, and he first, he said they made a mistake at the DMV, which I knew oh was a lie. God, what a fucking lie. First, there's the whole, like, why are you looking through my stuff, right? Like, Oh, God, of course that, like, acting like their rights have been, like, uh, violated. Oh, my, give me a break. Okay. And then finally, he admitted, and his whole excuse was that, like, he wanted to tell me, but he fell in love with me. It was, like, very much, like, quotes from The Notebook or, like, Nicholas Sparks stuff. And 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 I kind of, like, I tried to make it work because I didn't want to come off like I was, I was young, and also Ages. I didn't want to seem like, yeah, I'm dumping him because of his age. 
but you know if he's lying about that what else is he lying about oh so my god bottomless yeah broke up with him after like it was it took a month of like of just like trying to like make it work because it's hard to break up with someone like in any like relationship specifically like toxic relationships which I learned later that's kind of what it was I guess yeah and it you're right it wasn't a it was just about the deception and like lying like and making you feel like a fool like I yeah. Uh, I can't believe that's so wild. I love that scene though. I mean, like I can picture it. So many things happen when a guy is in a bathroom and you like say something from the next room and you just hear like whatever they're doing kind of stop. Like they just either realize, like I one time caught a guy going through, this was like, I, I rarely even talk about this, but I, ta- I caught a guy looking through my phone cause he thought I was like cheating on him. And he didn't put my phone back to like the normal setting. So I just saw an old text. He went to a text exchange between me and a guy that I hadn't talked to in like years, but I knew he thought, and he, we were just falling apart. So he was suspecting something. So I, I came back from walking the dogs. He was in the bathroom and I saw my phone open to this. And I'm like, he checked my phone. Like, there's no way, like I would pull up this convo. And I just went up to the door and it was like, I could hear him in there. And I was like, Hey, uh, babe. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, did you look at my phone? And then I just heard this, like the water turn off and then like the door opened and all of this steam came out and it was like in a movie and, and he just walked out and he was just like, yes. And like, was so sad. I mean, to his credit, he admitted it right away. And I think he'd like, he was just, it was not his character. I honestly ended up being like, I get this. I'm almost glad you did this because I could see myself doing this too. And I would want the same kind of understanding that I'm going to offer you. So I like, you know, I was like, I don't want you to come back here tonight, but I also don't worry. I'm going to get over this. Uh, but it's, but that, but the bathroom scene is like, a, 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 you have so many like specifics in this book that are just fantastic. And I thought I was so alone Thank on you. these things and um and I'm not and you really just do nail it I couldn't believe I was like there's no way there's 20 types of guys and I went through and it was like boom each each one the guy oh. who's toxic I feel like that covers a lot of them the guy who's not though, your boyfriend yeah, yeah. and even though it's tw- in your 20s like these are just the types I encountered in my 20s as someone who was dating a lot I think that these these types of relationships you reach at any age at any point in your life I think anytime you're single Yes. I, I, it's such a good book. I hope it's doing well. How is it? How, how was it writing a book? It was, I mean, so it's so was funny because it I, I was writing the book right after a, a breakup where that I had moved to New York for a guy from LA. It didn't work out. I was living with my parents in Connecticut at the time. And so writing a book after a breakup, but a book that was already approved with the outline back when things were happy was like, it was just so crazy contacting 19 exes and reliving all of these stories as I was going through a breakup. Dude, that's, um, that's wild. I mean, that's kind of like what I'm going through right now is I am writing a show about living with my parents as I'm living with my parents, which I did not intend to happen. I but sometimes that. that's the best thing that can happen for you yeah. to like really dig through it and, and make something great. 20 guys you date in your 20s, follow her on social media. She puts stuff out all the time. She's such a fun follow. She's so funny. Thank you so much for being here. Gabby Conti, G-A-B-I-C-O-N-T-I. And um, thanks, Gabby. Thank you. So good to see you. You too, girl. And I will see you guys tomorrow on the podcast. Have a good Tuesday. Squirt, squirt, jackpot.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast.